Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, Chris Vaccaro edition. Uh, it is the Chris Vaccaro show that you've come to know and love. Uh, I was actually uh, working on a theme song. I actually went to Fiverr, and I tried to price out how much it costs for theme songs. It was a, just a bridge too far. Wow. How are you? <laughs> Hello, Chris. What a way what a way to enter what a way to enter the show. I don't even know where to go from that, my friend, but if you were going that hard and, and trying to come up with a sh- uh, theme song and stuff, that's impressive, but I can uh, afford a jingle. I can't afford a theme song. I would have loved to hear what you would have came up with. I'm sure it would have been <laughs> the lyrics are something. <laughs> you, try, you try rhyming something with Lowy. <laughs> there he is. Not even a minute into the show. Got it. Got it out of the way. Nando, what a week. Number two in the NFL. High scoring. Bonanza. Fantasy. Treats everywhere. Let's get into it all. I'll tell you what, man. I've had an uneven week and an uneven season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been like it's like week one, I crushed just everything. Everything yep. and everyone was just dead. Right. This week, it's like one... One league I lost 158 to like 87, mm-hmm. and another one I won like 126 tonight. Like I just like great yeah. observation. It's a but great saying, observation because I've heard that a lot from a lot of people these last couple of days, and I see it in a lot of my results across the board. A lot of one and ones, you know. Um, and I think that's just because of what you just said. A lot of players that were big hits in week one dudded in, in week two, and vice versa. So, um. Yeah, I, I I know what you're saying. I have a you know I have teams that I went over 200 points in uh, this week, and I had teams that scored in the 80s. So it's weird, right? Because like I mean, yeah. there's there's a core. And I'm sad, and, and I'm ashamed to admit it, but I will because we have to be honest here. I had one team. I don't think I've ever scored this low in my life in any high stakes team. Luckily, it was an online championship, which is oh yeah, luckily. you know like the 350, not the not like one of my big ones. But 64.8 points. I never, ever remember in all my years, and this is about 20 years, scoring less than 70 points in a, in a week. Let's hear that I roster. Did. Can you pull that roster up? Uh, I'm going to guess uh, Kirk Cousins. Oh, it's Trey Lance. No, that's definitely Trey Lance. You know, you don't know what he could have done. That was an injury, right? Uh, I, I'm not going to pull it out because that would take too long. And I don't Saquon. Too, uh, no. No, it wasn't definitely wasn't Saquon. Saquon and Swift. It was Trey Lance. It was a zero at tight end again. Shout out to Cole Komet, you piece of garbage. <laughs> it was another zero in the flex with oh, it was definitely one of my Jerry Judy teams because I owed him own a ton of Jerry Judy. Yeah, it sucks and, for you, huh? And it sucks for him that you know and me. But for the, him. The yeah, you're right. That was very kind of you. Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, and a zero in the flex spot. So between oh and the Colts defense, which I'm high on, I, I did not. So that was one point. So I add that all up right there. That was five guys with less than two points, and and it was a team. And you know what's funny about these things? It's it's a team you look at and you're like, yeah, this is a good team. I'm gonna this team's gonna do real well this year. And then it's yeah, 64 point game, and it's like, uh oh, got a do long have, way to go to get back in it. Do you have like I can understand if like that was your one? You know, like a lot of people who. Well, I'm, mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know if a lot of people who do high stakes do this, but I assume at least fifty percent of the people playing high stakes leagues, you know, that's their only league. You know, like this is this is my fifteen hundred dollar team, right? right? Like, like for you, you have like four thousand of these, so like you can't you don't get mad like that one team bomb. You're like, all right, that's fine. You know, I really I went like fifty six and eighteen on the week anyway. 
Yeah. Like, but like, could you imagine like if one person, if that was one person's team, yeah, and they had change. to replace Trey Lance and then try and find a tight end and then wonder if they should drop the Colts defense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's that would be a more sickening feeling. I didn't believe me. I don't care how many teams I had. It didn't feel good opening that up uh, late Sunday night either. So, but it happens, you know. You play enough uh, volume, and no, it's not four thousand teams, but uh, you know, you play enough volume, you're going to run into some stinkers. Especially this this uh, point in the season, what we've seen is a lot of zeros and no shows, especially out of that garbage tight end position we just talked about. Uh, a lot of zeros and twos, and um, you know, if you had a Trey Lance team, that's a two. Doesn't it always seem, you know, when your players get injured, it's like in the first five minutes of the game. It's not like at the end of the fourth quarter when they did their damage. You know, I, I, to, back to the Trey Lance and Jerry Judy points. I've been saying this for years about myself, but it just seems when my players get hurt, it's early in the game, and I got to eat the, you know, the zero. Yeah, a lot of people say that about you too. Uh, well, just you. I'm just yeah. saying. It just yeah, yeah, that Carol, a lot of players get hurt early. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. Eddie hates promoting his bar. Wasn't it? Wasn't it a great Sunday? I mean, I don't know what was going on on the NFL Network. Uh, if you caught the games during the commercial breaks, but um, it oh, was. I didn't, a, even, I didn't even watch anything. Like I was nothing. You just took the whole apple picking the Sunday. We binged uh, Cobra Kai. Bitch Cobra Kai on Sunday football. <laughs> I'm Fantastic. I'm joking. Yeah, I don't know about that. No, you know what we have? Like, I have Red, <laughs> Z- I have red Zone. It comes with whatever I got. Whatever Wait package. a minute. What? Yeah. Here we go. I wasn't even going to go down this rabbit. You oh, have you the Red Zone? I've been cheap. Wait, you have the Red Zone, but yet you prefer to watch the NFL Network? I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, LaDainian Tomlinson giving analysis is far superior to... Oh, my Lord. All right. You know what? Scott Hansen. We'll, we'll leave this for the commenters who had a field day in, in my comments. No, you, know what you, have, you, have, you don't you. have commenters. You have sycophants. You have sycophants. No. No, yeah, no, no, You no. do. I can't believe it. So you have Red Zone, but you prefer to watch NFL Network for LaDainian Tomlinson's cutting-edge analyst. It's not cutting-edge. Uh, yeah, break. Okay. Okay. Don't, don't be the dead horse, man. This is the one thing no, you're I've right. ever I didn't even want to go on. down that. I didn't want to go down that road, but. You know, here we are. Yeah, you didn't want to go down that road. You brought it up within the first five minutes. <laughs> it just, I'm still, I guess I'm still shaking my head and reeling from last week's uh, episode of when you told me this is how you watched the uh, I've told your you Sunday before, football. As, as a friend. And I guess I forgot. But, yeah. Well, now the whole world knows. Hey, it's uh, embarrassed, and it's embarrassed for you. But let's we, go. Let's talk some football to for the people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Logan Thomas and Jalen Waddle for your Travis Kelsey. Do you take that? Logan Thomas and Jalen Waddle for my Travis Kelsey. Yeah, let's forget wow. about that. If I need a tight, like a wide receiver. Thing. No, I, this is this is a good one. I mean, I don't want to just say yes or no right off the bat because I want to know what else uh, my receiving core looks like. I mean, there's more to it than, than that. Let's go. That you know, l- let me put that out there first. But, All right. Let's say you have. But let me say this. Let me say this. Brown and no, you're gonna you're gonna go Kenny Galladay. Listen. Yeah. Jalen Waddle is going to be a top 12 wide receiver. It was probably one of my giant misses so far two weeks in that I'm going to regret. Is that that 3-4, that third round, fourth round turn going elsewhere. And I had my preference um, of receivers that I uh, that I wanted more. The, the Batemans, the Marquise Browns, the Allen Robinsons, which is going to look like a real bad mistake over Jalen Waddle. 
uh, Jalen Waddle is the answer, okay, in that third round this year, and even sometimes when he fell into the fourth. Uh, this offense is going to be scary good. This Waddle and Tyree Kill combination, which you were you were you could have stacked this Miami offense with a Tyree Kill in the late second and Waddle in the late third or early fourth. So I see a lot of teams that did that, and after seeing it this week, this is uh you know McDaniel's a, a genius what he's calling up here, and that was an impressive performance. These guys are going to be target monsters every week and um back to your question though uh, um i just think kelsey wait 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 i I, let me say this because i've been thinking this for the last couple days and and this is someone that um faded kelsey and andrews in draft season it's a bad mistake it's a bad mistake the way this tight end position is looking now um it's it's a huge advantage if you're the Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews owner over the rest of the competition in your in your uh, league, and I don't know if I would make that trade. I love Logan Thomas now. Um, I, I made a point to go out and get him last week in free agency, and I'm hoping that he's the answer for a lot of my teams that are Cole Komet, Alberto, David Anjoku. We saw a little something out of Herb Smith uh, Monday night, which I'm hoping that's a good sign going forward because I'm big on him as well. But just think about it. I mean, Kelsey only gave 11 points last week, Nando, but even that alone, there's going to be too many weeks where Kelsey and Andrews are 20-plus, and you're just sitting there looking at your tight ends that are giving you a 2 or a 4 or a 6, and you're just begging for a 10 points out of your tight end every week. And I think we're there already in week 3. We do this every we do this every year to ourselves at tight end. And, you know, I've personally no, it, have... It seems like, I mean, it's only mm-hmm. been two weeks, but it seems like it's worse this year. It just seems It does. It, yeah. I mean, it does, because I know looking I mean, like throughout Mike, Mike my teams and I'm just eating. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think everybody luckily threw in the towel on Jasicki in uh, the preseason, so nobody really owns him. But, I, think I so, mean... Yeah, someone has to. I mean, he was... Someone has him. Every, yeah. every One person in every league has him. Sure. I mean, even Dawson Knox was a top 12, 12 tight end. And, and, you know, what do you give, seven, eight points on Monday night? And this is what you're dealing with. You know, I know, I know you don't. A, a bust. Go yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I know you don't like Selfino at all. but uh, Oh, my God. You're going to do this again <laughs> to me? After the, uh, who was it last week that I didn't like? I can't remember. Okay, good. Eric Moody? I love Moody. Moody knows that, too. So I always tweet at him. So. I haven't seen You know that's a lie. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) He says that Evan Ingram's a top ad. Evan Ingram, you know what, Nando? This tight end position is so interesting to me. It really is because I I know where I stand. I just told you, I think Kelsey and Andrews are a huge advantage over the field. Unless you have Waller. I think Waller's also that answer. And uh, luckily, I told you last week on the show, I went in on Waller in the seventh round on a a bunch of high-stakes drafts of mine. He's going to keep you in it. Um, you know, Wall is going to be that nice 15 points every week. Sometimes, you know, fall a little short, but also have those weeks where he's 20 points. I think he'll be the third tight end. Kyle Pitts, oh my God. We're looking, I, I think Pitts is going to wind up being okay, but he has, you know, completely bottomed out to start the season here. You know, back-to-back two-point games. Everybody was hoping he was going to enter the Andrews and Kelsey, uh, you know, conversation, myself included. 
and it just hasn't happened. So we better start seeing it this week in Seattle for Atlanta, and Pitts better start putting these seven for 80s and a touchdowns together, or else it's third-round bust city uh, for Kyle Pitts. We lose Dalton Schultz to a PCL injury probably for the next couple weeks. Hawkinson, I told you about. Goddard, I'd slot in as a top five tight end. But to push it down, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of these guys, Evan Ingram included, that if you're starting, he can give you a two-point week at any point. you got to hold your nose, and you're going to have to take those two- and three-point weeks that he's going to give you. But the, at the end of the day, you're hoping that a guy like an Evan Ingram gives you a 10- or 12-point game along with these uh, Tyler Higbees, Gerald Everett's, uh, you know, an Irv Smith now, Logan Thomas. This is what you're hoping for. Get in there. Go get me, you know, a five for a 50 or three for 30 and a touchdown. That's and, top. That's and top move on. Seven. It, it, it's going to be a top 10. Hit the board if they score any week, you know. But those are the four guys you want. Goddard, Waller with the big two. And you're hoping Pitts is the fifth guy in that conversation to separate you from the field. Well, self- oh, we got George Kittle coming back now, too. Yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Selfino's argument. Well, you know, I got two things. First, Selfino's argument on Evan Ingram. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you can see he only had eight targets. Only had eight targets. That's but that, big. It's market share. He's the 18th ranked uh, in t- uh, amongst skill position players in targets in mm-hmm. terms of market share. So, like, they only had yeah. 30 attempts. He had eight of those targets. That's right. 26.7 attempt. Puts him. 18th ahead of Brandon Cooks, ahead of Justin Jefferson, ahead of Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. AJ Brown, Hunter Renfro. So he's getting a big piece of that pie. Yeah. Um, which is important. And I, and I like that. And I like his thought process there. And I agree with it. I think Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram is a tight end that I have a, on a lot of my teams as my second tight end. And he hasn't cracked any of my lineups yet. And after week one, I should, probably should have threw him in. But going into week three now, you're going to see a lot of Evan Ingram in my lineup just for that alone. It was the shot, and the, the reason why we were adding him, players like myself, putting him on our teams in the 17th, 18th rounds of, of high-stakes draft was, hey, who's going to be the second guy in this offense after Christian Kirk? Could be anybody, you know. What's the chances? Maybe it's Evan Ingram. Maybe he goes down to Jacksonville, revives his career. This offense is completely new. Uh, they got rid of Urban Meyer, bringing a whole new coaching staff. Evan Ingram, we always knew he had some talent, and he was athletic. He's a move tight end. Uh, you're, you're dealing with an offense that's probably going to be playing from behind a lot. And this guy could luck into, not luck into, but fall into a six for 60 on 10 targets on a weekly basis here. Maybe that's the road we're going down here with Evan Ingram. And at the end of the year, you look up and he hits the board as a top 12 tight end and a tight end one. So if he's available in your league, there's a lot of guys I'd be dropping over him. I tell you what, I noticed you didn't complain about your headline this week. When I put Christian Kirk's name in there, because now you look like a genius. So maybe you should think about that. Oh, well, maybe. Oh, well, thanks for not saying. Yeah, no, maybe maybe you shouldn't have made the headline Christian Kirk and how I hid him from the world. Well, it's because you didn't write six paragraphs from week one. You didn't write six paragraphs about how you Uh, hid Saquon Barkley. Yeah, Yeah. I talked openly about my love for Christian Kirk as well. So Mm -hmm. why why didn't you put that headline? What's going on over there? Did you hear that? That was yeah, um, no, that was like that. somebody speeding <laughs> down louder my than you. street. Was it? Yeah, you I was hoping that it wasn't that. Yeah, I was hoping that. I'm in my uh, office uh, with, with a window right behind me, and um, that was just flying down the street. 
Can you, uh... Those rascals. So, I know. You should, can, <laughs> would you go buy a speed bump and put it in your road if that continues? I would, Nando. Yeah, I think you would. I would. Yeah, you're that kind of guy. Protect yeah. the neighborhood at all. Uh, so what do you want to talk about? So, here we go. Again. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing screams, I'm not prepared for a show by 10 minutes in. What do you want to talk about? Uh, the joke is that before the show, Vaquero said I was going to say that. But it's funny because you <laughs> send me notes, so obviously we have a lot of things to talk about. I know, my friend. You demand that we prepared. talk about things. Yeah, yeah. We always, yeah. Ascending offenses. That's what you wanted to talk Sending about. Sending offenses. Yeah, yes. I guess. Is it? I mean, you had Philly Lions, Skins, good call there, man, and Miami. They're the commanders now. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Uh, well, let's start Actually, wait, Philadelphia. Let, let me just, I, want, I want to ask you something first, and then we can get mm-hmm. to your ascending offenses. Right. So Brandon Howard wrote a story today, and it was about defying expectations. Uh, uh, the, uh, sorry, defying narratives. Saquon Barkley, Tua Tagovailoa, and Curtis Samuel. Um, uh, but I said, like, well, no. You, time out. I don't wait. I, you know what? Did you go out and buy a Curtis Samuel rookie card yet? No, I obviously already had one. Like from oh, years right. ago, yeah. Gotcha. By the way, you Geno Smith, you you missed the opportunity to sell high on those Geno Smith uh, rookie cards last week, huh? No, I wouldn't. Anyway, that. back to your Brandon Howard story. Let's not go down the rabbit hole. No, I want to know. So, like, do. I said, like the, the headline I made is something like, you know, def- they're defying expectations and playing at an elite level right now. And one of the comments was like, they're not playing at an elite level. But I think like two after like after two games, yeah, maybe it was one good game and one amazing game, and like Saquon had an amazing game and then a whatever game. And right. Samuels had two really good games. I-, I consider the level they're playing at to be elite. I'm not calling them elite, and I know Brandon wasn't calling them elite. He's saying right. this is you know this is how and why they're playing at this at this top level. I just want I was wondering if you like would you uh, consider the three of them to be like is two, especially Tua, and I guess this comes into like trades and stuff like that because I, I would think like if someone came to you and said I want to trade for your Tua Tagovailoa, right. you would expect a lot. You would expect you know a lot a lot. No. Right? What? No. What do you mean a lot? What's the? I mean, I mean, it's not gonna be like, hey, I'll give you Davis Mills. You don't. I'll give you Davis no. Mills and uh, <laughs> uh, Mills. Khalil Herbert. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, what's a lot? Where do you, all right, let's put it this way. I mean, where like Tom, would you have oh, Tom Brady and? Where would you have two ranked at quarterback right now for the rest of the season? If I said, since you think a lot. And he's playing at an elite level. Oh, I don't know what to, that means. We'd have to construct. Well, why did he not? I mean, that, yeah. I don't get. No, I, I honestly don't get that. Not, no knock on Brandon Howard or you saying. It. I don't know what an elite level is. With two weeks into the season, he's never played at an elite. Like he had an elite game this past week. He threw for four seventy six touchdowns. Now is that going to happen every week? No, but you know sometimes you get into these games and it's the game flow. Uh, he said he's. It he's, worked out perfectly. They're playing from behind. He's throwing a ton. Um, the Ravens had that drive in the middle of the set. You got to remember this game. I watched this game completely, and I went back and watched it all completely again uh, today because it was that good. And I had so I had you know I'm obviously over uh, my head in Lamar Jackson team, so it was a great week too on that yeah. front. Um, but were you at the bar? Sunday? Yes. Yes, I was. And I was screaming every time Lamar Jackson got in the end zone, and especially with that bomb to Rashad Bateman. Were you? Who, uh, yes. 
Like you're loud and animated, and then you just no. I never am. I never am. But when Lamar hooks up with Bateman for a 75 yard touchdown, I am saying go. You know, like that's that's about as much as you'll get out of me. But that's just because I'm very. I I mean, my three biggest leagues, I have Lamar and Bateman in it. So when they hook up for a long touchdown, that's you know that it hits me straight across the board. Right. So that's big. Anyway, this isn't about me, Nando. Let's not go down there. This, no, this show is this 100% isn't. definitely about Listen, you. just just because the show is called The Christopher Carroll it doesn't mean the show's about me. Um. You should do it. I, like, I've got fi- I got to find this. i got to find a person to do this because the lyrics. <laughs> Stop it. Come on, late. So listen, the Tua thing, um, it works out perfectly, but in the middle of the second quarter, that game is 7-0, and we're dying. You know, Lamar goes on an 18-play drive down to the one-yard line, fumbles. Dolphins have the ball at the two-yard line going the other way. It's it, it, This game had 17-10 written all over in Bomb City, and then a, you know, a shootout breaks out second half, and it's a fantasy dream. So you need games like that to get the numbers, the video game numbers that it wound up giving. Um you know, do I expect Tua to be that type of quarterback every week? No, but, you know, we have to now raise the bar on Tua. And this happens with any every player, wherever he was going on the draft board. You know, uh, you know, he Tua was like the 20th quarterback in NFFC coming off the board. I know. Now, if we redrafted again, he'd probably be in that 10 to 12 range. You know, That's is it That's more because saying, of like... Tua? Wait, wait, I mean, listen, is it more because of how great Tua's been? Uh, coming off this week and how we all view him now? Or is it because guys like Brady have been terrible? Russell Wilson, holy cow. That, 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 Denver, we have a, a real problem here. Um, you know, Russell Wilson wouldn't be there right now. Uh, Brady, uh, Dak got hurt. Trey Lance is done. I mean, all these quarterbacks in this 7-13 to 13 range, it, it was Miss City. That's another thing, you know. I want to get into that with our quarterbacks and just. Well, if you didn't um, text it, it's not on the rundown. I did text it, I believe. Talk about quarterbacks. Hey, listen, we touch on it all, so <laughs> yeah, we I know do. we jump. I know we jump all over the place, but listen, I don't know what an elite level means. No, elite level to me is Josh Allen. That's elite level quarterbacking. All right. Pat Mahomes is elite level quarterbacking. You know, Lamar Jackson right now is elite level. No, Tua had a great game. Saquon Barkley, week one, he was an elite. What happened? You know, uh, everyone and their mother, every analyst that had Saquon ranked as the 10th, 12th, 14th running back for the season going into week one, started writing and podcasting and shows, if if I drafted now, Saquon Barkley would be my RB2 or RB3. You heard that all last week. It's comical. Give us some names. Who's doing that? Give us some names. Uh, You know I will, too, and you don't want me to, so I will. (laughs) But trust me, if they're listening, they all know how they changed their ranking and all but decided to jump on the boat. But meanwhile, three days earlier, they had them as, you know, Barkley, RB12. So, um, and then he comes out, and he has a below-average game this week versus Carolina. Now, does that change my mind on Barkley? No, not at all, because there's going to be weeks. He's not going to give 30, 35 fantasy points every week. I actually love to see what I just saw in Carolina. The fact that they still got him the ball out of the backfield in the passing game. They still went back. Yeah, he got hit in the backfield a handful of times. But it's going to be there. All you need with Barkley every week for those big, big numbers is for him to break one or two runs. You break one yard run, one yard run every week, the numbers will be there. He'll be at 100, 125 rushing yards every week and a touchdown. You know, if you're watching that giant game, 
the touchdown pass to Bellinger out of the backfield. Guy's knee was down at the one-inch line, I felt. I mean, we all did at the bar watching it. If they rule him down, Barkley walks in the end zone the next, the next uh, you know, snap. It's things like that in fantasy football that if you're not watching the games, uh, you know, and maybe, again, maybe it was during commercial break and you didn't see that play, but um, that's, that's quite the dig. But you know what? They would have. That was a good one, right? They would have gone back and shown it a bunch of times and analyzed it. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's things like that, you know. So you're so close. Look at Nick Ch- Nick Chubb's huge week. You know, in week one, Nick Chubb got stopped uh, down inside the you know the five yard line a couple times, and then Kareem Hunt gets the ball. If Chubb breaks one little tackle, he's in the end zone, and you're dealing with a 12 point game that could have been a 25 point game. So. You know, every yard, every little thing counts in this game. And, and there's no doubt Barkley, to me, I still have him right where I had him since June. You know, RB3. And maybe even RB2. And you were the only person who knew that. That's not true. Other people, I'm sure, felt the same way. <laughs> no, I mean, you didn't tell anybody that you had him ranked. Though. Oh, that's true. Just you and Modica telling each other's secrets. Actually, you know what's funny? You should bring Modica on because we had a conversation in early August. And I told Modica I have... Barkley RB three and I'd take him top five. All right, pull him up. I'll get I, him on right I, now. Yeah, we'll bring him on. We got to teach him how to local record. Actually, no, nah, it's very complicated. Okay, put him on the radio show. No, nah. better sports network. All right, uh, Lions. I mean, ascending offenses. Yeah, that's where you you know. Listen, I we could get to the Lions Nando because that's a great offense and that's one that you know we all felt. We're going to be taking the next step, and so far, so good. But I want to start in Philadelphia because I'm still so super impressed with this Eagles team. You're and not I surprised, put it in the, though, right? Uh, surprised? No, but I didn't think it'd be this good. And and that's even they didn't even score in the second half. This you know on Monday night, you know um, they did all their damage in the first half, but. You know, last week after week one in my article, I said I wanted to change my Super Bowl prediction to the Eagles. And I feel even stronger about it now. I I really think this Eagles team is going to make it out of the NFC this year and go to the Super Bowl. I like what's going on on both sides of the ball. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I'm going to probably have to take an L on Jalen Hurts. I still don't think he's a great quarterback I think he's you know an unbelievable fantasy quarterback but maybe this guy took a huge step in the offseason and um you know he gets it done he yeah he's done he really it. he sucked coming out of college you know like no one really knew anything about him or liked him yeah I mean he actually I, I don't think he was that good I mean right. he got benched he, he actually got benched in the championship game not he got the, benched for a situation for a tactical right. reason I oh, thought tell me tell me about that Nando go ahead what game are we talking about? Now? We're talking about the national championship when Jalen Hurts was replaced by Tua Tagovailoa. Ah, very and good. And Tua brought him on this crazy comeback. Well, come, I'm like a huge element. And then he fan. transferred to Oklahoma. And and you know what? It's sometimes you get in these off. You know what? I don't want to go down this road with Jalen Hurts. Listen, there's some offense like in Oklahoma. Okay, you're in the shotgun. You're throwing a, a sixty. T- At the end of the day, you're gonna have five hundred passing and five touchdowns. It's just I didn't think he would be a good. NFL pro quarterback. Maybe I will be wrong, and I'll be the first one to raise my hand, okay? But there were times last year where it was proven pretty well. That Thank God he was he was saving fantasy owners with his legs. And that's part of the game here. 
You know, we don't care about real life. We're a fantasy show. We're fantasy players. And Jalen Hurts is a top three or four fantasy quarterback rest of season. And I don't know if people disagree with that, but I got him. I would take him as my third quarterback. Uh, number one, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Number two, He's Lamar early. Jackson. That's correct. I, I would I would take Jalen Hurts before I took Pat Mahomes the rest of the season. And then Mahomes, then I would Herbert Murray. Mahomes four. Uh, yeah, Mahomes four, Herbert five. Yep. And then uh, Murray. At Murray, you know, Kyler again does it again. Uh, that Arizona game was unbelievable. Twenty three nothing. The offense is looking like garbage. Going into the you know late third quarter, he's getting shut out. Murray looks like he's gonna lay a dud, and he comes back and NFFC scoring gives thirty one points. And and you know what? I we talked about it last week on the show, Nando. Just give me twenty five points each week, Kyler, until the until the troops come back. You know, D Hop is another week closer to coming back in this offense. Zach Ertz shows up this past week. I guess we could add Zach Ertz if Zach Ertz is gonna give games like he did this past week, and again. It was a game script game, right? You know, you're down 23 nothing. You got to throw a ton the whole time. So he puts together a solid game for the tight end position. Yep. But if Rondell Moore makes it back this week, now we get another piece into this offense. Now Kyler's back in play as a top six fantasy quarterback, and, you know, all the concerns get, you know, laid to rest. Goodbye, Dorch the Torch. There you go, Dorch. Another solid game, 15 fantasy points. Richie James also. Richie James, uh, he, Richie James might be the number one in New York. He really might be. Like, I like what a shit show in, in New York here at the wide receiver. You know, Galladay's gone, drop city, get rid of him. You would think that adds more. You know, Wandell didn't play Wandell Robinson this past week. So now, what happens when he comes back? Kadarius Tony's still getting limited snaps. They they gave him a little more this week. Shout out to the Giants coaching staff. Thanks for the extra touches. Um, but, you know, the best wide receiver to own in this offense is Sterling Shepard, who, once again, I'm shocked that this guy made it back. I, I thought this guy wouldn't be seen until November. Meanwhile, he's a target monster right off the bat again. So, Shepard, Richie James, um, you know, this is what we're dealing with. Can like, there's you... no reason for Richie James to go anywhere. Like, there's no one coming back from injury. No. Maybe no. Kadarius Tony. maybe they've been, like, uh, capping him because he's maybe hurt. I, like, but I mean, they also spent all offseason trying to trade him. The guy gets hurt coming and getting out of bed. I mean, how many times are we going to hear about his hamstrings, his legs? Is it like, dude, get it together? I, I don't know. I, I mean, listen, I know the the word is that he's a head case and everything, and the coaching staff obviously does not like him. And the the report of the GM and and, and Dable are going to play their guys, and they don't care how much money you make. And everything like that. So Galladay's a goner. Tony's still in the doghouse. He's got to work his way out. Tony is still a hold. I'm not letting go of Tony because I'm not going to be the guy that looks up in week eight, week nine, and he's getting 10 targets a game and giving you 15, 20 fantasy points as the number one in this offense. Uh, I'm not going to do it. So he sits on the back of my bench, and I don't even think about putting him in right now, but I'm not dropping him and letting someone else reap the benefits on the second half of the season. Man, you're playing with fear. Who do you play in this Giants offense besides Saquon? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, nobody? I don't know. Richie James. Yeah, Richie James would play on your fantasy teams. 
I'm not uh, the, you, you say that like it's an insult, but what if Richie James still keeps going like six for 55 with a touchdown and you're in a 14-team league with three wide receivers and a flex? You're telling me he's not going to sniff that lineup? Yeah, I will. When the can bye week starts? Yeah, can I see it first? If uh, You've seen two games. I mean, I can say that about anybody that's, you know, not owned in, a, in any fantasy league. If the next three weeks he goes and gives six for 60 and a touchdown, yeah, yeah, then you're not going to get play him. in my roster. He'll be gone. He'll be on someone else's team by then. Nah, listen, I, I have a couple small dollar or two bids on Richie James uh, for tomorrow night in my high stakes leagues. I'm not going to lie. Oh, uh, my bad. Yeah, right. we, well, I'll have, I'll have uh, the Welsh edit this out. This is no, Richie James. You know, I guess you didn't want to talk about Richie James because you got him. You want him. I don't know. I, we're talking, and I don't want anything edited out. I'm just saying that's a waiver wire <laughs> in deeper that. leagues. You know, Shepard's getting close though, Nando, to being flex worthy. Yeah, if he's going to keep getting these targets. Listen, someone's got to catch the ball in this offense. So it's just so Shepard, odd, man. Shepard's going to reestablish himself as the number one. Yeah, I, I guess that's. I mean, man, you could like this could be a team with on like a different planet, or maybe even like a different team. You've got mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony, Wandale Robinson, and Kenny Galladay as your three star as your three starting wide receivers, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like somewhere else, someone's tapping into this like mad like this yeah, talent. Nobody, nobody has that as a matter of fact. Nobody, yeah, nobody's got good. nobody's you know, got multi- Tony Galladay and Wandale. Right? You say some not crazy on their, not on their fantasy team. I'm saying like on another Earth in oh, another God. plane of existence. Pluto, where your brain, where your brain is right now. Well, Pluto's on a planet, so mm, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. I don't know. Anyway, that Eagles offense, though, I bet them actually this morning. Um, you know, to win the NFF, uh, to NF, to win the NFC. Okay, six and a half to one to odds. odds. Oh, all right. No, six and a half to one odds. And I think the Bills, Sorry, and the Eagles on Bowl. Monday night. No, 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 no. To win the NFC, I, I wouldn't take them. I wouldn't bet them to win the Super Bowl, Nando, just because I think the Bills are an absolute wagon. That this is their year. They're yeah, but if Josh go, Allen gets hurt, though, a uh, hundred. Well, that's the chance you. That's the chance you take. You know, in gambling, that's <laughs> that's that's what happens, my friend. Uh, right, that's I, what I'm saying. I already so, like, bet what? the Bills to win the Super Bowl before the season, so um, I think the Bills and Eagles are on a collision course. Of course, it's always fun to just talk about and give you. Super Bowl predictions, but it's after week two. Anything could happen. But right now, I think those two teams are the class of the AFC and NFC. The Eagles, it was nice to see Devontae, uh, Devonta Smith step up after his bagel in week one. And it looked like, you know, it was just A.J. Brown and nothing else in this Eagles offense. But Devonta Smith is going to play a nice complimentary role as a wide receiver three or flex play in your in your fantasy lineups each week. And Dallas Goddard, like I said, I think he's on uh, you know a top seven uh, season at, at the tight end position. What I don't like to see is these extra pieces being involved. The Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal comes out and catches a couple balls. Like, get rid of all this. Let's focus on a three-man offense, which is what I was hoping for all year when I invested in all these guys. AJ, Devontae, Goddard, end of story. Miles Sanders, you know my love for Miles Sanders. Two weeks in a row, he's a, a zero RB's dream, okay? In that 10th round of drafts, he was an auto pick for me. He's on a ton of my high-stakes teams. No, he wasn't and really I like, think, you're using auto pick, and I know you don't like to dabble with the home league people, but auto pick means something different. 
No, yeah. You made it sound like he got selected for your team when you weren't no, paying attention. No, 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 no. Now listen, the people listening know what I mean. An auto-select, meaning every time he was there sitting in the 10th, that was who I was clicking on. Um, so he's my RB3 on a ton of my teams. And starting this past week, he was in my lineup as my flex play, sometimes my RB2 over guys that might be struggling. And uh, he's staying right there, okay? Running behind this offensive line. If we can just get him a couple more touches and, and leave the Boston Scots over on the sideline, uh, Miles Sanders is going to give you those 12, 15 fantasy points every week. And, and when he gets in the end zone, you know, you're looking at upper, uh, you know, you're looking around 20. So that's a dream for uh, someone that late. You know who uh, who bums me out right now is Devin Singletary. Uh, yeah, it was frustrating. As a, you know, it was frustrating. Wait, was it frustrating or it's like it's insane? Well, uh, can you elaborate? On I don't know, it just it just seems like you know you, Devin Singletary. It seemed like this was his shot. Like I know that like James Cook was drafted and James Cook is there and whatever, whatever. But like mm-hmm. it just seemed like Devin Singletary kind of proved last year that he could carry a load. And so I really thought, like, you know, all right, let Singletary go for it. And you're not going to complain. I mean, the Bills are killing everything. Like, their offense is a juggernaut. So whatever right. they're doing is working. But, I mean, it's like Singletary, man, I, like his, he might max out at 63 yards this season. You know what I mean? Like his biggest uh, game might be 43 yards No, I mean, listen, he doesn't get the ball enough. Right. He's still the lead back. You know, that's, that's the positive. It's not like um... – yeah, you know, it's not like James Cook. Some people thought James Cook was gonna come in, uh, come in and uh, you know take over the backfield. That's not. He's a distant third, James Cook. You know, he sniffed the field for a couple plays and and in garbage time, and, and that was it. But Singletary was out there, uh, you know, a ton. Uh, he, it's he only got six carries, but how can I explain it? You know, it's weird. There's gonna be some weeks where he gets the ball, you know, twelve, fifteen times. He can chip in in the pass game. He's, you know, he doesn't have stone hands, so he'll catch you two or three balls. But Josh Allen's going to run, you know, get his rush attempt. I just think the Monday game versus Tennessee was a bad uh, game to judge Singletary on just because the game got so out of control so early in the second half. And then it was a clear the benches type of situation. He's going to get in these games where the Bills, you know, he's got to stay out there for four quarters. Zach Moss is going to mix in now. But I expect it to be a, a 60-40 split between Singletary and Moss. Is he going to be? Is that going to be enough to put him in your lineup as a flex play or, or an RB two on a team that's very heavy wide receiver? Uh, it's going to be a hold your nose type of thing where he could give you five points or he could give you fifteen. I uh, had a question and I completely lost it. Did you? Ah. Oh. It was a good one, too. Well, if you were a professional, you would have wrote it down. No, I mean, you know what? I'm writing down, like, our... So, like, I'm trying to save our producer. Uh, is it the Welsh? Chris Welsh, the man uh, who's hosting the other shows, is kind yeah. enough to produce this show uh, late on Tuesday night so we can get out Wednesday for shout everyone to listen to. Out, yeah, shout yeah. out to Welsh. All shout out to the Welsh. should thank him, yeah, because... That's right. Get it out nice and early on Wednesday. So I'm trying to write, like, I'm trying to write, like, what we're talking about down as we're talking about it instead of... You know, Way to focus. It was in the rundown. Well, no, it's yeah. just, I mean, on the side, I'm just scribbling some notes, and then I you know, I forget what I wanted to ask about. Uh, God damn it. Sorry. No, I apologize. It'll come back to me in like did you want to go back? Did you want to go to the Lions offense, which we were talking before the Eagles no, offense? I think I was going to ask uh, you if you're yeah. watching the new Game of Thrones show. You know what? I have not watched a second of that 
show, and I really haven't heard too much buzz about it. You know, I was a huge Game of Thrones guy. I was loved the game, as you are. You knew our love for Game of Thrones. But I haven't watched a second of it because uh, it's on Sundays, and obviously that's football. All right. And I just, I'm just so busy. I haven't watched it either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know it. Um, I haven't watched or heard a second about it, other than that. Um, what episode is that on now? I don't know. It's really, it's really good, though. You don't know, act it doesn't like have you enough... don't know. Don't it, act like you don't know. I don't know, know. six? You, you sit there in your Game of Thrones outfit and watch it on Sunday night. Yeah, what's my Game Stop of Thrones it. outfit look like? What am I wearing? Oh, you, it's like you look like a Halloween costume every Sunday night, probably, dressed up. Yeah, how's it? What, what am I wearing? A pelt? You look like someone from the, the Stone Age. That's not what Game of Thrones is. Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. I don't know, do I? Anyway, what is it, five episodes in or something? Six? I don't know, I don't five know. or six. Anyway. Maybe. Regardless, <laughs> can we get back Regardless, to football? Yeah, we will. But we touch on everything. We're we're we're. <laughs> no, we touch on everything here. I heard a lot of buzz about it after the first episode, and then nothing since then. So the show must have died out. No, I don't think. I, I mean, well, look, it, I I think it's great. Uh, and I I looked like looking at the previews. I didn't think it was going to be great. And, we were watching it. And I'm like, wow, this All is right, really, back to football. This is a Nobody really good cares. show. Nobody cares. Back to football. Not enough nudity for Chris Vaccaro, though. I keep telling yeah. you know, my wife, like, you know, Vaccaro's not going to like this show. Not I enough love nudity. The blonde, the blonde, uh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the 14 year old. Yeah, she's great. Oh, that's is that disgusting. the one you love? <laughs> You're the one who Jesus. said you loved her. What are you talking about? She's, she's like 30. I know. She's 20. I'm sure you've Googled a bunch. 100%. Yeah. Anyway, back to football. She's like Focus. 22. Yeah, okay. So here's a question for you. Yeah. That wasn't the one I was thinking of, but I want to know this. Mm hmm. Like, am I, maybe are, are we as a group idiots for going after Chase Edmonds when we knew that there is a coach who came in mm-hmm. who has a very complicated offensive system yeah. and he brings in this dude who mastered it at his old team. And it's not like a 35-year-old Frank Gore. It's a yeah. young Raheem Mostert. And now Raheem Mostert seems to have taken over. I know, game script, whatever, whatever. Sure. It seems like he's taken I over that backfield. Me. And it seems like, I don't know, man, like next – Next game is going to be the 16 for 135, two touchdown game. See, and I think that's it, it. Yeah, see, I think it's going to be the opposite. I think every week it's going to be uh, you just shaking your head and you're throwing your hands up in the air where this next week it's Edmonds getting the 70-30 split. And the following week it's a 50-50. And then there's that one week where it's Edmonds plays 20%, Mostert gets 18 carries. I think it's going to be this type of split. But – where to answer your question, were we fools for going in on Edmonds in that seventh, eighth round range? God, I, I was I was in on him and I never got him. Ever. I own maybe one share of Chase Edmonds and it's in a smaller league. But I was in on it. It just never came to the point where I got him. Because in that point of the draft, Nando, is that dead that R B dead zone that you Love to talk about. No, you know what? And and we, were, we were right really about wasn't, this. Uh, but there really wasn't any running backs there. And the only three running backs, I remember that. I was like, all right, you know, anytime I get to this point in the draft, if any of these running backs are there to, to put on my team as an RB3 between Tony Pollard, Chase Edmonds, and Ramondre Stevenson, those were the three names that were in, in this, like, 70 to 90 range that was the, you know, all the high-stakes players were trying to get, all for different reasons. Ramondre was the hot name 
that could take over a backfield yep. and be that up-and-coming superstar running back, right, yep. in New England with all the buzz of Harris's downfall. Pollard, you, you know I, you know why everybody loves Tony Pollard. He's a Zeke injury away from being an RB1, as well as, you know, what we saw this past week with his 20-point game. He's yeah, super dude, talented. I, I don't even think people were into him. For like for what? the the Zeke injury, I think people like just love Tony Pollard. They just yeah, because gonna... yeah, a hundred percent. Well, I mean, it's twofold. It's kind of like an AJ Dillon, right? You know, when you talk about Tony Pollard, it's the same thing as AJ Dillon. Can you play him on a standalone, uh, even with the starter Aaron Jones or Zeke in the lineup? Yeah, because they both play enough. But the you know the second part of drafting those two guys is hey, if Jones goes out or Zeke goes out. You got a top 10 running back. And you really can't say that about many other running backs that you can draft in this range of that fifth, sixth, seventh round, like those guys. But anyway, Edmonds, I want to, it's a cop out answer, but it's yes and no. Because I was in on him for, hey, this offense could shoot to the moon and you're getting a PPR running back. And I, and I play in all PPR leagues where this guy could catch five, six balls every game, get 12 carries, be 15, 20 points as my RB2 in the seventh round. Sign me up. Thank you very much. But on the flip side, I have so many Raheem Mostert shares on my teams because sitting there in the 11th and 12th rounds of all my drafts, he's just sitting on the board. And I'm like, ah, you know what? As my RB4, RB5, what better shot to take than exactly what you just said? A guy that's coming over. Once they released Sony Michelle in August, I was like, oh, man, this is a two-man backfield. Yeah. Most of it's talented as hell. Yeah. Okay. And I've never been a big Chase Edmonds believer. The guy breaks down. He's too small. He's not a bell cow. He's not too small. Come on. Uh, oh, yeah. He's 6'3, 400 pounds. Like, yeah. I mean, listen, all the reasons you said, I said, listen, at worst, what am I getting? Uh, a running back that is going to get 30, 35% of the work? Okay. Sign me up as my RB4 or 5. So uh, can I start Mostert now? I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're there yet, Nando, but it's looking good. If I see another couple weeks in a row of Mostert getting what he got in Baltimore this past week, then uh, we might be on to something. How I kept Raheem Mostert hid from the entire world <laughs> by Christopher Javik. You love it. Yeah, you love it. What are you Christopher writing about James. Christopher James. <laughs> okay, my bad. Nando, I know, I know he, he, he's something for the listeners of the show who I'm sure a lot of them also read my article. And shout out to all you guys for all the support and all the nice comments and everything you guys say to oh, me. God. They're kissing the, up, so the, you'll answer I'm not question. kissing it. I'm just They're saying. They're kissing up, oh, I, so I try and answer hey, as many Chris, of their questions as you want. Oh, God, I love your article every week. You're so amazing. By the way, who would you start? I can't even get out my point when I say yeah, go to you. Know. I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I'm just saying, people might, I don't know what other writers do, and I don't even consider myself a writer. I told you this when I signed up for the job. I'm just going to, I sit down and I just start talking in my head about things that I watched and what I think and everything like that. I don't have some set thing. I have no clue what I'm going to write about for tomorrow. I have no clue. Right. I can see. And I think that's, I think and I think that comes out in the articles. But I think that comes out in the articles, and I think it also comes out in the show. We don't know what we're going to talk about on the show, but it flows pretty good, and we talk about as much as different things as possible. But my article, I think that's why people enjoy it, is it's not a typical writer's like this, 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 this. It's just my thoughts, and I put it in in my own unique way, and hopefully people still like it and read it, and I don't get fired. I don't know. You know, a lot of people do that with their columns. You just described okay. the process of writing. 
Really? <laughs> Congratulations. They just sit down and go, all right. Well, good. Yeah. That's All right. That's, so, I, I mean, I'm not exactly a writer. All right. Exactly well, I'm not a writer. <laughs> I am not a writer. So you're a natural. Okay. But Nando, you just asked me to, to not to argue your point, but you just asked me, what are you writing about yeah, tomorrow? Said, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No clue. I don't know. What am I writing about tomorrow? I don't know. Yeah, you do. I actually have to finish 5,000 words on Curtis Samuel. But shout out to you, to. man. I don't need to do that. You know what? Honestly, let's let's just... No, I don't want to know. No, no, no. I know. I know. But I'm just give me 30 seconds. This Curtis Samuel call of yours, which nobody was talking about him in, in August like you were, this could go down as your Adolis Garcia baseball call from last year or two years ago, whenever that was. I think it's on par here. Thanks. What do you think? Is this is this going to be your best football call of all time? I feel like you're trying to jinx it. I'm just saying. No, like, I have you know, Blake Bortles. Like he's been the biggest waiver wire ad or hit or deep deep round. Like I I took him in the twentieth round of a couple of my drafts. I told you, and this guy's got to be in my starting lineup. Going Look at forward. that. You know, it's hey, listen, it was a great call. And it really wasn't a it really wasn't a call of yours. It was just a question, so I can't give you too much credit. But I mean, like he'd been good before, and if he, before he got. <laughs> no, nah, it made sense. It made sense. I'm yeah. just I'm just messing with you. Oh, thanks. Hey, thanks, friend. Mm-hmm. You're a swell guy. Hey, you uh, got it, pal. Tom Brady. Oof. Yeah, but you know what? Like everybody's hurt or suspended, mm-hmm. and uh, he's gonna be fine. He's he, gonna be fine. He's a slow starter. <sighs> he's Tom Brady. He's yeah, but he's goal. also, I mean, he's 40, what, so but, 45 year old. But Tom you Brady. see what happens, you know, you see what happens like this past week. And uh, he needs his weapons. And until he has all his weapons back, it's a, it's a tough start. It's a boring team, though, man. A boring team? Yeah, don't yeah. You, I mean, it's just like, like I mean, like Mike What's Evans, boring? we know what Mike Evans is. Chris Godwin, you know, we know what Chris oh, Godwin is. Oh, super boring. By the way, they, this guy, it's hysterical to me that this guy goes out. He gets. He wants Russell Gage. Get Russell Gage comes over. He wants, um, you know, uh, he wants Julio. Julio comes because we don't know what's going to happen with Godwin if he's going to be ready for the season, which he was. Now he goes and gets Cole Beasley, who's like Scotty Miller. Like you have Scotty Miller. Now you bring in Cole Beasley. Like, do you have every wide receiver? Like, there's 18 wide receivers. It's crazy. It's. I don't know. To me, it's it's funny. Um, when this team gets fully healthy, though, they're they're gonna be a big offense, and there'll be better days ahead for Brady. You know, I don't know how you call them a boring offense, though. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio, Russell Gage. I mean, what's boring about this? I feel like maybe I used the wrong term. I mean, like I guess if you go to a Bucks game, you're like, wow, fireworks! This is amazing. But from a fantasy point of view, and I guess from a speculating, like you. You just kind of know what to expect from all of those guys, I think. You know, like it's... Uh, like fantasy it's, goodness? Yeah, but I'm saying like, I find it more I exciting. I don't know where you're going. I though. find it more I exciting don't. to have like Drake London. You know what I mean? Like you don't know what's going to happen. He could blow up. He could be oh. humongous and like huge. Cordero Patterson, we kind of know, but like there's That's... such a ceiling there. Like, so you're Mike saying Evans you love has... the Atlanta offense is what you're saying. Is that, yeah. you, is that why you said London and Cordero Patterson? Yeah, I guess I just went from London Anthem. to Cordero Patterson. It's, it's like, oh, what's Mariota going to do? Who's there running back? There's 42 bums in the backfield. Like, is that what you're saying? No, nah, I'd rather have really the Tampa. Guys, really good guy. Yeah, that's 
Right. Give me that boring Tampa offense when fully loaded. They're dropping 40 points. I'll take that over the Atlanta offense. All right. Well, I mean, Atlanta's not. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't being fair to my Titans offense. It's not like I'm like, oh, I got to get a piece of that. Oh, my you know? God. Where, you want a piece of the Titans? No, offense? I'm saying I don't. I'm saying I'm not just picking oh. off bad teams and trying to, like, oh, oh my they're God. in disarray. I, I, I must love them. If Malik would, but I mean, you know what? If, if they decide, maybe. Oh, no. Weeks. Don't go down that road. Oh, it's a terrible team. It's a terrible offense. We talked about this three shows ago. It was a total fade. The whole team, the whole offense. Uh, people Burks? wanted to know why Derrick Henry Burke? was such a strong fade of most of us in the high stakes community. You're seeing it now. The offensive line stinks. Taylor Lewan goes down now. It gets even worse. Uh, there's no threats on the outside. Uh, to you know, people are just gonna do what Buffalo did last night, smother Derrick Henry. He's uh, he's only gotten one target in the past game through two games, so he's not chipping in out of the backfield in the past game like he was last. It's just it's a disaster. I I, I said I pretty sure on record uh, three or four shows ago the the Titans under nine and a half wins was my biggest season total play uh, betting wise. I'm, I'm hoping – I don't want to jinx it, but I think they're a three-win team. So, we'll leave it at that. Why uh, would it be a jinx if you're sure of yourself? Well, I'm just saying. You put it out there, and the Titans roll off seven wins, and now I'm like, oh, geez. Well, then you were wrong. That's not a jinx. No, I'm jinxing myself. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. Like, if you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, it's not All right, it's never happened. They're never hitting ten. They're never hitting ten wins. How about that? Uh, that's fine. I mean, I, I agree. Like, I think, like, that's a – Ryan Tannehill, man, just like it's like the it's been it's midnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, uh, huge win by the Mets just now to come back in Milwaukee and, oh, and uh, down four nothing. So shout out to all my Mets fans. We hold on to first place for another night. Yeah, just in case you were wondering when we were doing this, it's eleven That's o'clock right. on Tuesday night. That's right. And he's ignoring the fact that the Yankees also had a humongous comeback win. Who the Yankees? They stink. Yeah. Who cares about them? Uh. But yeah, we, we're we're men of the people. We we stay up late and we do our show so the people can get it uh, early Wednesday morning. Yeah, uh, we're well. You are. How about player. Garrett Wilson? Speaking of rookie wide receivers, you on the Garrett Wilson train, buddy? Yeah, kind of. Big week, you know, like, big week for the rookie wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Olave came through. Uh, people jumped on Casey. A Jordan million air rides. You know, like a million a million air yards, right? Olave. Yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. Good for him. I still think like Drake London's the guy. When all the dust so if settles. you were ranking the rookie wide receivers, you would have London one the rest of the way. Is that what you're saying? You know who I might have one. Oh boy, it's, it comes I, hot take none though. It's not a hot take. I still think George Pickens is the best of them all, and I think like he's uh, gonna that's get my guy. But it's he's gonna get hotter as the season goes on. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But it's been a disappointing two weeks, and um, you know, I, I was really hoping for. You know, I, I was really hoping for the Drake London start, you know, for Pickens because I'm heavily invested and have him on a ton of my teams. But, you know, I, I have to sit him. Uh, he's been sitting on my bench, but um, that's where he's got to stay now for for a while. Maybe it's the second half of the season play of George Pickens, but right now it's it's not good. I think he's going to get – I think, like, when you talk about the most dropped players, I really, I think I think he's going to be the guy who gets dropped the most this week. Mm. I think he's the guy drop. you, you drop it'd for be a your, bad drop. It'd be a bad drop. You go get him. You drop your George Pickens you for drop. Raheem Mostert and stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
He's playing I mean, a ton of snaps. His, look, his snaps increased. Yeah, the snaps are there, and beyond the snaps is being there, the talent is there, and I don't drop talent. It's just a man. You, like, hold, you hold talent. I was you thinking, like, bumps. at this point, we'd have one eighty yard game. Like, you know, all right, fine. First week, three yards. One at this point, <laughs> at this point, I thought we'd have eighty yard game. They played two games. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're like he's playing at this well. point. Yeah, but that's okay. what I'm saying. Like, I thought we would have had like his game by now, but maybe not. Okay. I thought he was going to come like the the way he played in the preseason. He was very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's like there, there's playing time to be had. There are targets to be had. Listen, when Kenny Pickett takes over in a couple of weeks, maybe that's what uh, that's when it's going to start to kick in. Do you think Mariota should be replaced? Because I someone said that on a somewhere. They're like, oh, fans are going to be calling for Desmond Ritter. I'm like, no, you man. have to, you have to eventually turn the team over to Ritter just because of where he was taken in the draft and going into the you know next year in the offseason, You need to know they're going to probably be a high top ten. Uh, you know, they'll be in the top ten drafting. You're going to need to know if there's a quarterback there, if you need to draft the quarterback, or if you have the quarterback of the future in Ritter. So I don't think, you know, it's Mariota's fault. Like, you know, Mariota's playing pretty well, okay? it's If he gets sat down and the Falcons are 1-7, and seven, that's not on him. It's, you know, listen, for the franchise's future, we need to take a look at Ritter. Now, Ritter could take over the final 10 games of the season, look like the next coming of, uh, you know, of whoever. And Kenny Stabler? Now you, you know. Keep it in the Kenny, Kenny Stabler? Yeah, I, I went blank for any name, but I'm just saying. That's weird. You could have named, named any quarterback. I could have named. I was going to say. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know what I did? I was going to say the next Mahomes. And, and then I said, ah, don't say that because he's not going to be Mahomes. He's not going to be Mahomes. I'm just saying he could be. He could look great. And then you go into the draft going, all right, now let's, you know, take an offensive lineman or uh, whatever else uh, you need. Uh, we have our franchise quarterback. But if you don't do it, if you don't get a look at the kid now, this season, you don't know going into the offseason. Yeah. Hey, guess what? We hit our hour. Wow. Right? You ready? I know. You know, I just get out of your way and let you talk. And that's like 10 minutes Jeez. at a time, you know? Wow. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. I thought we were like 35, 40 minutes in. That was an hour. I, was, well, I, mean, I don't know if you... We didn't even talk about, about like half the things on my list. I know. We didn't even get to them. You eat lions. We left the lions. Hey, you know what? Maybe you should right, write, let's do maybe a, you should write let's about do another. Let's do another hour. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the chances <laughs> are you didn't record this, so this may never see oh the light of day. God. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a disaster that would be. Why don't you take everything you were going to talk every about? Time you say that, every time you say that, though, you scare me because it's possible. I shouldn't. You've been doing this for three years. Listen, I still make I still make mistakes now, though. We're only human. Yes. Yeah, actually, yes. That's the theme of today's episode is Chris takes an L. Maybe I'll have that be the uh, Chris takes a bunch of L's. Hey, listen. Rest of season right now. This is just, uh, you know. Give me the top three wide receivers that you would draft. One, two, and three. Chris Vaccaro admits he was wrong. Hold on. I'm still mm-hmm. taking notes. That's who. That's who we're gonna call this. Oh my god! Why your focus is so weak? You want I mean, me to write, You know what good is it? Me. I asked the you top a question. I asked you. I just, It's just a curious thing. I'm just. You know. Just, who right. would you have won? Russell Gage, probably. All right. Good night. I think he's gonna be. <laughs>
Enjoy the show, everyone. We'll right, we'll be right, back right. next week. No, I don't even want you. To I think I question. think number. Uh, I don't listen. Think, there's three guys. They, they, all right, look. Guy I know it's Cup, Jefferson, Devontae Adams, whatever. But like, uh, no, no genius. It's actually Diggs would be. In yeah, the, that's why I think the Diggs. conversation. Yeah, is why I'm asking. Would you have Diggs one? Would you be bold enough to take Diggs one after the first couple weeks being attached to? Josh Allen, the that's best thing. He's, he's, football. Like, yeah, that's what. All right. Or so, is so, it an overreaction off of Monday night? No, just, in fact, I would go so far as to say maybe Tyreek Hill shows up in the wow. top three as well. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of options. Uh, I mean, you could even crazy. you could make a case for Amon Ross St. Brown the way he's you know like. Amon, oh, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about him and that Lions offense, and we never got a chance to. But I'll say this: that's besides Waddle, those two guys. I'm going to regret all season long. Waddle and Amon Ross St. Brown not being uh, all in on those two guys and, and not getting uh, shares of them. Life's full of regrets. It is. And you know what? Just like anyone else, uh, we all miss on certain takes and certain players, and I'm no different, that's for sure. I, I After two weeks, I have a lot of regrets. You know, a lot of hits and a lot of regrets. So that's fantasy football. Yeah, but I've never heard you this distraught in a week three show yeah. before. We've been doing this for so long. <laughs> Something to think about. All right, we got to go. Uh, thank you all for listening. We hope this was helpful and, and, I don't know, got you through some rough patches of your own teams. I hope the unevenness ends for everyone. Um, look yeah. uh, look for Christopher Carroll's column coming. Yeah, uh, and don't forget knows? to make fun who of knows? Nando like you all did in the uh, comment section last week. That was enjoyable yeah. for me. Oh, to, uh, how about you got that, beat Nando? Up. You were, oh, man, you, you were so right, Mr. Vaccaro. So now, who should I start? You got yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? You could joke with and everything like that, but a lot of people just chimed in like, "Oh my god, he watches NFL Network. That's terrible. What a horrible take." Didn't even ask a question. Nothing. Just saw, commented on you and moved on. I saw a it. fair amount of people be that like, brought a smile to my face. Every one of them. I should try that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what your headline is this week and how you change it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Chris takes L's. All right, we're going to go. Good luck in week three, everyone. Hopefully it's another uh, big-time fantasy bonanza. We'll talk to you all uh, next week. Bye.